Hello and welcome to Indicast episode number 166. I'm your host Aditya and along with me early in the morning I have Abhishek with me. With a nice cup of tea. And that I, is the advantage of advantage of getting at least 5 minutes before recording. Unlike you who again I suspect you've just woken up and you've flipped open your laptop uh-huh. and we are heading off. <laughs> nope, you are wrong this time. I oh, went really? I went down got the newspaper Almost had a bath and then I'm here now. So I'm oh. pretty fresh, if you notice. Oh. Yes, yes. Okay, so let's start talking about the topics that we have at hand. Tarun Shehrawat, a young photojournalist from Tehelka Magazine, died recently. He passed away in Charkhand while while covering the Naxalite uh, story. And I thought he probably might have gotten shot or something like that or an IED exploded. But this time it was due to diseases and three diseases, mind you, major right. diseases like malaria, jaundice and typhoid, which he suffered together and he passed away in that. Even I was surprised and after I googled up some of the information, a few journalists who have covered Jharkhand and all those conflicted regions in the past, they have come up with their own stories of how they even they scraped away from death. One of them in Hindu, he writes a wonderful article. He says that how the CRPF Jawans or the troopers there, that is Central Reserve Force, Reserve Police Force, they told him that you know you should not be going out with uh, short sleeves. Uh, you sleep fully clothed. Maoists told him you know don't don't touch the water because in most villages it is poisoned. Journalists are normally abducted because they have certain medicines that can be useful for the co- uh, locals there oh, wow. so it is, it is it is that bad and it, one of them said that you you got to drink this mahua liquor in the evening there's one particular sort of liquor you won't uh, the mosquitoes won't bite you or even if they do you won't notice them so he writes something interesting he says that when you send 22 year olds to jungles the senior editors and the management if there is one in they should have a list of do's and don'ts and they should be sending these guys for some amount of physical and mental training. Giving a mosquito net or chlorine pills to purify the water, these are basics. They didn't have anything. They had parlegi biscuits which ran out eventually. I know what you mean when you say that the senior editors etc. should be ensuring that their journalists are well equipped. However, the journalist also says that they have to walk kilometers and miles together to even find a clean source of water or and even yeah. th- then they don't get it and they have to risk their life every time they drink water right. from the lakes out there so it's pretty difficult i mean you know it's pretty difficult to equip someone with say and when they when they go on these expeditions it's not like a flying visit that they have sure. because they have yeah. to go deep into the jungle so it's at least you know couple of weeks or if not months together mm-hmm. that they are out you know, actually, this story prompted curiosity in me, and I went out to look for how many journalists were killed in conflict areas. First, in 2011 itself, 103 journalists were killed while doing their work. Right. This number is according to International Press Institute. Again, despite of all the conflicts that have been happening around, almost all journalists killed in 2011 were local reporters or cameramen covering especially corruption and other illegal activities. Mexico is considered the deadliest place for journalists. 10 killed out there, followed by Iraq. Uh, And you spoke about cameramen getting too close to the action. Have you heard of this name called Robert Kappa? 
you must have seen saving private ryan the first 20 yes. minutes yeah in in real life one 30 odd year old photographer named uh, robert kappa he filmed that or he took pictures right in the middle of the action when that carnage was taking place in yeah. normandy and he he had this famous line and he's considered to be the greatest war journalist photographer and all of that and he says if your if your pictures aren't good enough you are not close enough <laughs> oh my god so, that's scary yeah. let's talk about the other sad news also mehndi hasan the ghazal maestro passed away just the other day everyone from bollywood and do you know the pakistan film industry is called lollywood no i didn't know that yeah it's called lollywood. i didn't know if they had one <laughs> yes they do <laughs> We always consider Pakistan to be something like you know. No, no, no. But we we respect we respect their ghazal singers. Mehndi Hasan is one among them. Absolutely. And Gulam Ali, I I attended a can't call it a concert but a small event. A recital. Oh, a recital. Yes. At at I think he's about seventy, and there are still people turning up in droves to to watch his events. There is something about ghazal singers and music industry, if there is one in Pakistan, the artists and Wasim Akram, about whom Indians love. We love Wasim from Akram. Pakistan and Wasim Akram. <laughs> yes, because imagine in cricket, not once have we said bad things about Wasim Akram. Think about it in your school life or college. Have you ever abused or seen anybody abuse Wasim Akram? You might do that to other Pakistani cricketers, you as in huh. people around us, but not Akram. That's true. Yeah, one reason is probably because he never sledged Indian batsmen. and he was a good bowler as well i mean oh, he, he took wicket i mean i mean he took wickets against and you, you know there are these players who play well against other teams but not yours not. so he wasn't one of those either anyways mehndi so, hasan yeah um, mehndi hasan yes so, born him, born yeah. 18th july in 1927 in a village called luna in rajasthan importantly mm-hmm. india into family of traditional musicians first of all i mean he was annoyingly good he was uh, 16th generation of hereditary oh. musician so you know i mean he could <laughs> <laughs> sing in my sleep i know i know this is yeah. almost unfair here. you know because i can hardly play any music i can't play any any i no, don't even no. understand music so that's because when he was 6 years old like most ghazal singers are they they are woken up at 4 in the morning and they do riyaz until 2 in the afternoon before they get a sip of water so you got to you got to work hard to get there that's even true. if you are the 16th generation that's true have you read that malcolm gladwell ka kitab 10000 hours of practices what it takes to become an expert no ah, no no but yeah i won't be surprised i think it was the beatles which kept singing or belting out evening shows until they got their first break and they had already clocked a good thousands of hours of yeah. practice So that's yeah. what they say. Back, back to Mehndi Hasan. What was Mehndi Hasan known as? Mehndi Ji? Yeah. What was he respectfully called? Hasan Sab. Hasan Sab. Sounds really. Good. I, I'm. I'm just saying. I, I, I didn't know that. Okay. Let's call him Hasan Sab. Okay. Um, let's go. So Hasan Sab. He initially was working in a bicycle shop. Then mm-hmm. from there he got promoted and he became a car and diesel tractor mechanic. Mm. And after that he started singing. Wow. So pretty. Why not turn around? Poor Parsi, you know how much a poor Parsi now earns according to the Bombay Parsi Panchayat (BPP). Mm-hmm. They are saying that they consider a Parsi to be poor if he earns less than ninety thousand a month. See, now they are the most realistic and the liberal economists <laughs> in all of India. I they know. know that when you, if you are living in Mumbai. or delhi or bangalore you need that kind of money to just get by 
there are 45,000 of those guys in Mumbai okay. and most of them are in Mumbai now. They control 5,000 flats in the city and the earlier amount that they had fixed was 50,000. Now, how did all these things come out is uh, because there was a Parsi guy who applied for a flat from BPP, that is a Bombay Parsi Panchayat and was refused. That's when he went to the high court and Parsi BPP argued that their rules state that the guy's net worth should be less than 25 lakhs or should be earning less than 90,000 a month. Only then do they... He was earning a little more than 90. No, he had he had property which was more than 25 lakhs, worth Oops. more than 25 lakhs. He had something around a crore or crore and a half of property. But was living out of Mumbai and wanted the flat to go through medical tests and all those sort of things. That's why he was applying for one. And when all these things are happening, Planning Commission recently had, you know, the minimum sustenance level, according to them, for a poor person in a, an urban place like Mumbai was pegged at rupees 29 a day. They are the richest among the poor. Let's just say that. <laughs> yes, absolutely that. Who's the f- most famous Parsi in Mumbai? Come on, give it a shot. You know it. It would be Tata. Okay, the most lovable one, if not the famous. Most he is a 90 odd year old Parsi Baba who runs that little joint called Britannia. Oh, that's true, that's true, (laughs) the Britannia. Yes, the ones who don't know anything about him. He's 90 odd and he runs this place and he, of course, his sons run the place. It's a small restaurant. Aditya and I, we had gone there some days back and he comes to your table and I, I think he did that with that couple, right? Said, would you like to have the order right now or should I come back later? <laughs> dear. Uh, huh? Dear, dear, that is it. Dear. And then, yeah. oh my god, he, he, he has all sorts of tricks up, up his sleeve. Yeah, he has to sell you his fresh lime water to beat the Mumbai heat. <laughs> with, his, a, his... with a whip of Mumbai, that's what he said. <laughs> because, um, you know, that's that's how he sells it. He sells a lot of, you know, fresh lime sodas out there. Yeah. And then there was also th- this other thing that happened out there. He said that you make a good couple, and then yeah. the the person said, "As in not not Aditya and me, ladies." Yeah, and yeah, 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 not us. At the table st- right next to us, we were eavesdropping because we loved this guy. So yes, there was a girl and a yeah, yeah, couple so he, there. Yeah. He goes up to them and says that, "Oh, you people, make, you guys make a good couple," and then the guy says, "Oh no, she's my sister." And then he was sort of caught in this awkward situation, right? And he is 90 years old. And then he came up with this brilliant line, damn, I'm, uh, which is keeping my mind right now. Yeah, he said that you might, uh, you, you can have many girlfriends and many oh. friends and many wives, but you can only have one sister. Absolutely, that was it. <laughs> and I was like blown away. He must have done that a million times, my dear friend. Now, uh, now you think about it. Absolutely. You would have bumped into too many couples, but yeah, but he's quite a guy. Yes, yes. Mm. Easily the most loved Parsi guy yeah. out here in Mumbai. Uh, you want to talk about those three Indians who are getting loved by their family right now for qualifying into the finals of Google Science Fair 2012? Yeah, and they're only 16. Or yeah. 16 or 14. What were you doing Four- when you were 16? I don't know. I wasn't doing science stuff, man. I was not doing what was, these guys are doing. You were um, at least you were at least playing football. I was playing somebody football. Somebody told me somebody was, told me when I was sixteen that I was getting my shoelaces tying wrong. So <laughs> I corrected it anyway. But uh, yes, the the grand prize for these kids is a hundred thousand dollars and a trip to Galapagos Islands. Yeah. Rohit Fenn, sixteen years old from Bethany High, 
designed a western toilet that is a commode that reduces uh, consumption of water by at least half and i have no idea what these guys are doing and hence i'm just reading it, reading it out uh, no, so he something interesting he said that instead of using if one flush uses 7 liters of water he would do the same with far less water and far more pressure the whole idea is to create a lot of pressure to get that thing out of that a reverse pressure using a piston that can be operated by a footrest below the commode see this is the stuff that nobody will understand right? <laughs> <Exactly>. simpler <laughs> raghavendra who is 17 years old from st john's international school in bangalore has found a way to recycle this guy is doing something high funda he has found a way to recycle fuel by using sunlight and he has innovated mm-hmm. a mix of sunlight with carbon based compounds like starch or glucose by introducing a photocatalyst photocatalyst bole to something that facilitates sunlight with a system okay some reaction that not only absorb the sunlight but also interacted with oxidized fuels thus generating the fuel i'm wondering what would we do if we have these guys you know meet and you know if you're having a conversation yeah and we should go and tell them you know there's porn on the internet <laughs> <laughs> and you are 17 and you are 17 yeah. and you are trying to come up with a solution to the global energy crisis dude then sumit 14 years old lucknow public school provides a solution to farmers who do not have adequate land his project is called the vertical multi level farming and is basically saying that you know if people can live in skyscrapers why can't we farm in skyscrapers not as impressive as the other two guys but he's 14 come on you have two nobels to your name right ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, no best of luck to the three indians among among 12 i think there's another 24 year old guy he has invented a shoe which doubles up as a navigational aid for the blind oh so you nice. it, it pairs with your mobile phone you just so that the blind can pick the cell phone and say i want to go to koram mall and it logs your destination there is google maps or there is an open source maps which swing into action they pair with the shoe there is a small electronic board in there the shoe vibrates each time you got to take a turn so it's a left turn it vibrates when oh, if there is an uh, obstacle if, if the left a, uh, left wala vibrates he, it means he's got to go left is it yes yes and if the oh, right oh vibrates you got to go to the right and if there is a manhole it will start vibrating insanely so you know you got to be careful about it so the whole idea is Walk oh my god vibrations yep it's interesting that's awesome and that's he's only 24 so yeah we need a few of those who don't watch porn man so it might make everybody's yeah. lives easier absolutely absolutely in the meantime older indians specifically mahesh bhupati and leander pace are uh, acting like stupid <laughs> adolescents yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so the, the indian tennis kya bolte hain indian association of tennis administration i believe Yeah, AITA, right? Huh. AITA is Associate, to send. Uh, okay, AITA is uh, supposed to be sending a doubles team to the Olympics, and um, Leander Pace is the number one ranked doubles player in India. So they are considering that he has to go, but he requires a partner. So far, in the last five or four occasions, Mahesh Bhupati has been going with him, but this time Mahesh Bhupati has flatly denied, or I mean, right. flatly refused. to pair up with Leander Pace because of personal problems he says that Mahesh Bhupati stabbed him in the back earlier oh boy i mean not like monica selles <laughs> she she literally playing. got stabbed but yeah but you, there are three uh, interesting quotes from these three gentlemen there is there is one more bopana 
Rohan Bhupana, yes. So, so Mahesh Bhupati said, I am not going to play IITA said, okay, Rohan Bhupana ke saath partner kar lije Leander Pace. Bhupana said, no, boss, mereko bhi nikhil ne ka hai. Because Mahesh Bhupati and Bhupana have been playing together. It's interesting though, right? Mahesh Bhupati says, I haven't spoken to Leander since November, which is enough reason for AITA to know that he should not be paired with Leander Pace. You haven't been practicing together for so long. Uh, you shouldn't be playing together. Yeah. The counter argument from Leander Peace's father, because Leander Peace hasn't mm-hmm. been talking, is that they haven't been talking to each other forever. Even when they won Grand Slams, oh, really? they were living in different hotels, they weren't talking to each other, and wow. yet they won those three Grand Slams. This is not the only pair that did it. There uh-huh. was this other pair in ladies' doubles also, who didn't talk to each other forever, and yet were the number one pair. Wow, so maybe they just don't have any pressure, they just play, they just... I told you, tennis, doubles tennis is just hitting the ball around. Oh no, please don't <laughs> say that. <laughs> don't take away the little, some trophies that are coming Sanya Mirza's way, who is uh, currently hoping for a wild card entry because only the top 10 players can enter the Olympics and she's ranked 12 in mixed doubles. So she's hoping for a wild card. Yes, she's and the- now the sports uh, minister has also stepped in saying that, boss, why aren't we sending two tennis teams? Because yes. apparently India can send two tennis teams. Ajay that would Mark- solve the matter, right? So that there would be uh, Bhopana and uh, Mahesh Bhupati and Leander Pace with, I don't know. I haven't Somdev. Somdev, right. So he's like saying, I don't understand. Why don't we do that then? Moreover, he says that we have paid money to the IATA to train six people. So why are they sending only two if we can right. send four? So let's move on to the section that we are that we have until the Olympics uh, start, and let's talk about the Olympian of the week uh, to say which is Deepika Kumari this time. Yes, and when you sent me uh, her name, and when I googled up, when I saw that she was born in 1994, I suddenly <laughs> felt man, <laughs> a, a, a kid who's barely 18 representing India for the Olympics. That is just brilliant. There needs to be a movie made on her, if no one else. Uh-huh. Born to an auto rickshaw driver and a nurse in Ranchi. Won gold medal in 2010 Commonwealth Games and in the women's individual recurve event. So, two gold medals there at Commonwealth. Initially, in 2007, she joined the Saraikela Archery Academy. Not to learn archery, but mm-hmm. for the free food that they were offering. In March yeah. 2008... At the state selection meet, Purnima Mahato, a gold medalist again in archery and the coach of Tata Archery Academy, she noticed her. She was particularly impressed with her stance and focus and wide shoulders and long limbs and all those things which are very apparently important for archery. So she offered her, why don't you come and join Tata Academy? And then she moved to Tata Academy because Sarai Kelao anyways wasn't giving her food. So she decided mm-hmm. to go to Tata Academy for the food. And that's where passion for food, it, it turned from food to archery, archery. at Tata right. Academy. At 12, she had won the junior event of uh, 2006 World Championship Mexico. While practicing for the Olympics, spends around 8 hours practicing with 400 arrows daily. Best of luck to her, it'll be fun to watch the Indians this time more than she's, before. And she's got a good shot. I mean, her rankings is uh, number three in archery. However, she's, what she's worried about, it's, the event is going to happen at Lodge. I'm uh, not too kicked about the venue, man. We haven't won anything in a <laughs> lifetime there. <laughs> <laughs> in cricket, obviously, but so, let's hope it changes. Let's hope she changes. She's worried about the yeah. winds out there. So she's practicing ah. shooting in the wind. 
amazing right completely amazing those were the topics that we had uh, for episode 166 before we end i also wanted to we have received a donation this time yeah, mahip yeah, yeah, yeah. from mahip mandal mandaloi uh and this was way back in march actually and he has sent us a donation of 21 dollars 21 cents thanks a lot mahip and uh, keep on listening and for the others please go and log on to www.theindicas.com there's a donation button there if you feel like it you know you are most welcome to use that but if not keep listening to us and uh, write into us uh, from time to time uh, or comment or follow us on twitter I am uh, AC Mahatre Abhishek is at Abhishek Kumar. we are on, Abhishek Kumar sorry we are on Facebook also so please join the Facebook group that's about it guys you have anything else to add yep that's about it bye bye all right